Hi folks, and welcome back to another week here at We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters chat about romance novels and also diversify your fear of bugs. This episode, we're chatting about Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. It's an uber romantic, uber dramatic, and gloriously soft second chance story between two authors who've been writing about each other in their books for a decade. And as a bonus, you'll hear us put on our real estate agent hats, let you in on a local scandal, and launch our pro snake campaign. Drop us a rating and review on your podcast app and check out our brand new bookish feminist kinky Etsy store while you listen and enjoy the show. Um, We're committing to leash training our cats because um, oh really evie the other day uh you know how she like hits the window you know she'll like she'll like try to get things on the other side of the glass door yeah she'll like you know throw her paws against it well the other day she literally like from five feet away took a running head start and slammed head first (laughs) into the glass it was like a cartoon character and i was like she has she has enough like brain damage as it is like she's she's stupid enough as it is like we have to i was like she hates it they both hate it Addie, i can see never enjoying it because really Addie was a stray and i think Addie's like i'm done with the outdoors like i like the comfort of the indoors but evie is constantly evie would love going outside i feel like Addie is the one who i originally thought would have more of a chance because we never really gave her a shot but yeah yeah no Addie was so pissed when i took her outside (laughs) she was so upset what did she do she's trying to get back in like evie does she likes that's the option she immediately tried to get back in. Yeah, we left the door open. And then when I let her back in, she she like sprinted away. I was like, let me take the harness off. She was like, you're not taking me back out there. Never again. Oh, my again. God. But she'll, will she, will she walk with the harness? Do you try the like letting it trail behind them with a leash and like whatever? Yes. No, she hates it. She's, yeah. No, I know. They always hate it. Oh, speaking of cats, these cat, this cat claw razor. Remember it? I bought that like retractable cat paw razor on Etsy. Oh, like a like a box cutter. Sure, a razor blade. Not like I. Well, I was thinking like a like a like what you use to shave your legs. No, no. Yeah, it's great. It's just so many uses. Best purchase. For what? Um, opening boxes, cl- cutting <sighs> hair off a vacuum cleaner. Like ten out of ten. Speaking of people owning houses, the heroine of this book owns a brownstone in brooklyn wait does she own the whole brownstone i wasn't like clear on that i'm pretty sure she does because she goes upstairs like her daughter goes upstairs at at one point so like there's definitely at least two floors to her house yeah so when she's like oh i'm gonna go broke without this last book like ma'am i'm sorry that just means you're really bad at like like if you're i think it's more like i'm not going to be able to maintain the The lifestyle the lifestyle that's what she means and because she sends her daughter to private school she's like i'm not going to be able to continue sending my daughter to private school but that's like wild like they're so rich yeah they're so rich i'm pretty sure the author also owns a brooklyn brownstone i think that i looked that up anyway the book the book we're doing today is seven days in june by tia williams 
Woohoo! And our heroine is Ava. And our hero is Shane. You mean Eva. And what? It's Eva, not Ava. Oh, yeah, Eva. And they are two authors that have been writing about each other, like, into their books <laughs> from the last 10 years. Wait, the author? Sorry, I, I looked her up because I wanted to see the brownstone thing. She's apparently also, she's a longtime fashion editor and the current editorial director for the Estee Lauder companies. Nice. Yeah. That's how she can afford the brownstone. I guess so. I mean, not that I'm doubting you could do it from books, like, you know, if they're successful enough, but, like, I was just saying because she was like, if I don't write this last book, like, I'm going to go like go broke, like, not have enough money at all. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, high school sweethearts. They, you guessed it, had seven days in June in high school. And now, 12 years later, they're having seven days in June again to reconnect. As adults. Um, as adults and uh eva is a paranormal romance author and she writes like a series about like a witch and a vampire and the vampire's name or no yeah the vampire's name is sebastian and he's based on shane like it's it's just the Mm self-insert um and then shane is like a literary fiction author and he basically just writes about eva's like life (laughs) in a fictionalized way yeah like there's a character eight who's like a teenage runaway and like who's basically her yeah yeah Except, like, she has to write, like, a book a year and, like, do, like, all these appearances and, like, everything and be really involved in, like, the fan base. And Shane just, like, it's, like, that's a no for me, dog. And, like, disappe- and has written four books total and just, like, disappears in between them and, like, yeah. barely shows up for anything. Although I don't even know if that's an indication. Like, I feel like it's framed as, like, indi- an indication of, like, he's a lot more successful than her. But, like, I don't even know if that's true. It's just that, like, he doesn't have a child or, like, a mortgage. <laughs> he just, like, goes and, like, camps <laughs> in Thailand went between books. That's true. But I guess, like, if she didn't have a child and a mortgage and she still went and camped in Thailand, like, it still might not be. Yeah. No, but I just don't think it's as big as the disparity as it looks like on the surface. Because she has a lot more expenses than he does. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, true. No, because Brooklyn Brownstones are like millions, like, right? Like many millions of dollars. Am I wrong? Yes. Is it like only one million? Yes, they are. But also um, my boss's boss owns one. Okay. Okay. It's like three. It's like three million. Okay. I was thinking like, I mean, that's a lot, but like, okay. I mean, it obviously also depends on the neighborhood that you live in. Or maybe these are for apartments, not for the whole house. We could buy a one bed, one bath for three twenty five thousand. That is horrible. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> we'll not be spending that much money on such a <laughs> tiny place, especially when I don't particularly enjoy living in New York. Hey, it has mismatched wood flooring, like different oh, colors in different rooms. <laughs> Is some of it gray laminate? Wait, there's three different kinds. Yes, one of it's gray laminate, but the other one is like a yellowy brown, like light brown. And the third one is like a more cool toned brown. Like, I don't know. And the, oh, there's a fourth. Wait, every single room in this house has, (laughs) stop, has a, wait, and there's a dark wood area. Wait, I'm really confused. Are these all Wait, how is this only one bedroom? Oh, wait, because it's like the kitchen has it. The hold on, I'll send it. <laughs> Sorry for this off track, but like this is really funny for some reason. It has like a kitchen, has an entryway, has a living room. Oh, I see. They it all has, are completely different colors. They are. It has like the kitchen, kitchen with the fridge part, and then it also has like 
a dining table area. It has like this weird office area with a green car. Oh, no, that's probably the lobby. And then the bedroom has that weird like, it's clearly the original room, except that this is not, it's not like, I don't mean Uh like 1800s. I mean like the like 60s when this apartment building looks like it was Uh built. Why Uh would you not, if you're going to replace the flooring, why would you not? It's like piecemeal. There is a fun I like the living. I like the living room the best. Wait, wait, I think the office area is like the office area. The common space. It's the common space. Yeah, and you like can downstairs. see it from the view. I like the. Anyway, bathroom. listener, if you want to go check this out, it's nine hundred and fifteen East Seventeenth Street, uh, uh-huh. number one eleven. This weird like bonus in Brooklyn, area. New York. Wow. That's it. <laughs> Should we request a tour? It's in Midwood. Yeah. No, seriously, let's go. I don't know if it's just inflation, but in my head, I'm like 325. That's not that bad. <laughs> well, that's how much my friend who has – that's about how much my friend who lives in Midtown. Oh, that's true. For her she apartment. But that, that was also low-income housing. And it was, was like 200-something. And it was what? No, it was like 300. Yeah. She, that was low-income housing, which is like bizarre. <laughs> low-income housing is three hundred thousand dollars for a one-bedroom apartment. Um, and also it's in, and also it's it's in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. So huh. it's like a way more prime location. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, it's really funny. <laughs> it's just all. There's literally four different colors of wood flooring in this, this one-bedroom apartment. In this one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> God, I just feel like at this point, just cover it all with like gray laminate. You know what I mean? I like even gray laminate's the ugliest shit ever, but it'll like at least make it consistent. I know. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, Eva writes romance books. She's struggling to write her 15th book. She also has a really, the internalized misogyny is oh, very strong in Eva and it is never really unpacked. No, because it's it's finally unpacked, but then she's like, fuck it, I'm leaving. I'm not doing it anymore. But it's not like it's not even really un- like so she ate like even at the beginning, she's she's she like is really like she keeps shit talking like romance and erotica as a genre she like quotes like she was so much more than her silly raunchy romance and like she's like the book she really wants to write is this like you know fictionalized version of her family history like in in louisiana and which is like cool and great and like she goes and does that at the end and like she does learn to like respect and accept her like maternal ancestors like the the women in her line in a way that like she didn't before but we never get the point where she was like oh romance isn't silly erotica isn't silly like she has a moment where she's like oh my fans aren't just like silly losers yeah losers but like never about the genre and i was Mm -hmm. like this is a bold a bold thing for a romance author to do in her books. I was, yeah, I was not happy. I forgot how strong that was. Yeah. Um, like, no, I know. When I read I kept it this waiting time for it to be, like, addressed more. It never was. Is she a romance author? Like, is, does she, this, the, Tia Williams, like, does she write in general? Okay, she wrote. She wrote this one other romance because it's going to be a movie. I think The Perfect mm. Find is her book that's going to be a movie. Okay. Yeah, no, at least like two of them, it seems like are, or at least one. I don't know. Anyway. But also, like, she's a fashion editor. You would think she would understand working in an industry that's like looked down upon because it's like associated with women. Yeah, but not enough to like not buy into it. Anyway, whatever. 
Um, so the other thing about Eva is that she has like debilitating migraines, like really, really bad and has like yeah. her whole life and like hides them, like doesn't – that's like her other big thing is like she's like, wow, I told someone that I have migraines. Is well, like- it's – yeah. Well, it's because so she she has a she has a twelve year old daughter and her and her husband her ex husband like they're divorced they've been divorced for a long time and the reason they got divorced is because he was basically like I can't deal with your disability like he like yeah. in therapy was like I wanted a wife not a patient and he does apologize for that later in the book which I'm like glad we got does like he? the little convert he's like he's like she's like like you know she just like asks him like basically like are my migraines too much or whatever? And he was like, no, I was like an immature young little shit who didn't know how to deal with it. He was like, that's on me. Migraines have gotten like a similar treatment to like OCD where it's become something that people say. They'll be like, oh, I'm getting a migraine when they just mean like a normal headache. Yeah. Like I'm so OCD because I like to organize things to the point where like the actual like underlying thing, like people can't fathom like how bad it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, like my migraines aren't as bad as Eva's. Yeah. Eva's seem to be just like my top – I've had migraines as bad as Eva's. But like those are like my top level really bad migraines. And her like normal migraine seems to be what like my top level really bad migraine Mm. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I feel like if there's a reason that people – Yeah. You're like, what? No, I was just like I was like I like I get it, <laughs> I get it. You like I can't imagine yeah. having like my top level migraines all the time, uh-huh. like basically every day because it like it's like a it's 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 like a barometric pressure thing. Like that's the thing that triggers it the most. But like also like alcohol and sugar and like stress. So like basically everything. Yeah. No, really horrible. Yeah. I do like that it's acknowledged as like an invisible disability because I feel like a lot of times. That kind of stuff isn't. Or by like the Social Security Administration. Like you can get disability for migraines, but you have to like link it to like another like condition. Yeah. Anyway, Eva comes home. Audrey, there's like this subplot. Well, there's like throughout this book. There's, Audrey's like, her 12 year old daughter. Yeah. A lot of different perspectives. Like we get perspectives from like a bunch of different characters. Yeah. And Audrey is like charging for these Snapchat therapy sessions. I love her. It's really funny. Yeah, she's like I iconic. Love her so. She goes to like, like she goes to like rich kid like rich white kid charter school like private school. So she's like charging the she's like scamming the rich white kids on Snapchat. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and but like yeah, Eva's like cut it out. Even though like unclear why. Like come on, come on. And even like the thing that Audrey gets in trouble for later, it's like unclear why that was her fault. It's not her fault, but it's because it's like the woman's like on the the chair of the board. You know what I mean? She's she has she gets to decide the punishment because she's like the chair of the school or whatever. I don't know. She's on the board anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Audrey does that also. Yeah. But back to like the multiple perspectives. Yeah, we get a lot of multiple perspectives and also a lot of like head hopping. Like mm-hmm. even if that's it's what like I mean. Shane. Well, no, no, no. I'm so. I mean two different things. So there's the multiple perspectives in that like we get occasionally like Audrey's POV and Cece who's Eva's best friend's POV and we get Ty who's like a kid that Shane mentors. We get his POV sometimes. But I mean, you know, most of the time it's it's Eva and Shane, but even in in scenes where they're together, like the sex scenes a lot of the times like it'll switch between his perspective and her perspective mm-hmm. throughout the scene. Like that's what I mean by head hopping. Which is really interesting because, like, I feel like that's something that's sort of roundly, 
like looked down on as like a writing method. Like it was something that was really common in like the 90s and the early 2000s in romance. Like oh, if really? you read a lot of early Lisa Claypas, there's a lot of head hopping. Huh. Um, I think even in like the Wallflower series, there's head hopping. But you'll see that and like that's not really a thing anymore. Like because it's because it, it can get really confusing if you're like, wait, 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 what? I thought I was in like the woman's perspective and like now we're switching to this other character in the middle of the scene. Mm. But I thought it was well done. I don't know. I wasn't confused. I thought it was well done. And I thought it was an interesting technique insofar as it like because they're constantly talking about how they're like like melded together, like how their lives are like like their roots are like you know, one, like how they're like one person or whatever. And I thought it was like an interesting way, particularly because it happened mostly during the sex scenes. But like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even notice it during the sex scenes. I don't know why I looked <laughs> down on though. Like, was Because it-, it can get really confusing. It can get, it can get really confusing really quickly. Mm, it seems like If you're suddenly issue. switching perspectives. Well, it is a skill issue, but the problem is most authors are not. A skill issue on the point of the part of the reader. I mean. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, so throughout we get these like flashbacks. I don't know. We probably don't want to do like as they occur. But no, I don't know. No. I feel like we can just say – can we just want to summarize Eva, it now? Yeah. Eva's full name is Jean-Vieve Mercier. And she started going by Eva Mercy when she like, you know, left home or whatever. But she basically grew up with her mom, uh, Lizette, who's like a professional sugar baby it seems like. So they like moved around – with all these different men like paying for their lifestyle and like at first yeah. it was really nice and like she went to all these like fancy like Swiss boarding schools and whatever but then like as Lizette got older than like 21 like yeah they like it started getting shittier and like really abusive and like terrible but yeah. also like her mom just generally was like not that is a narcissist yeah no but it was I was gonna say is and I think it's because in the first flashback there's like a twilight reference but i was like this is bella and renee like on steroids like Mm. their relationship like Mm -hmm. like really bad you know (laughs) like renee looks like a good parent right like if renee hadn't been mormon and had gone the sugar baby route instead of the kindergarten teacher route yes and like yeah and like even worse yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and like in this first flash like like eva almost gets like assaulted by like her mom's current boyfriend Mm-hmm. She has to like defend herself. Um, and he the Twilight references, he's like, How old are you? And she's like, 17. And I was like, How long have you been? Oh, do you think that's I didn't even catch that? Wait. No, no, no. I don't think that was a Twilight. I, I don't think that was a Twilight reference at all. I think she just happens to be 17 and he happens to be like a creepy guy asking we her did how get, old she is. We did get like an explicit Twilight reference at the beginning because she's like, Yeah, now that like the vampire craze is dying down with like my yeah. books. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like it's implied that like the last time something like this happened with one, with one of her mom's boyfriends, like her mom not only like didn't help her, but was like kind of jealous, like was like. Yeah. Her yeah. mom, that's like a big part of their relationship is that her mom is like very quick to get jealous of like anything that she perceives as good happening to Eva. Not just anything she perceives as good, but like in the fucked up like. Yeah, child abuse, and you're jealous because your boyfriend's. Well, I'm saying she perceives it. She perceives it as good. She perceives like Ava's getting, Evie's getting attention. Yeah, from this man. Mm -hmm. I'm not. That's why I said that she perceives as good, not that is like an actually good. Yeah. Um. And so her mom comes from her mom did like pageant scrim. She comes from this like town in Louisiana, Belfleur, and like quote. And so like it's 
it's like, quote, everyone in their town could trace their ancestry back to the same 18th century pair. And then they talk about how, like, all of their ancestors, like, it's like they had murder, madness, mysterious explosions of rage. And I was like, is it mysterious or is it inbreeding? Like, everyone in the town can trace their ancestry back to two people, like, 150 years ago? Let's think about this. So she's doing this like fancy panel that she like doesn't think she's like qualified for because she's a lowly romance author, whatever, whatever. Um, and then we cut to Shane's perspective. And Shane, as we were saying, has spent like – he just like writes his books and he bops around and like teaches. He's been sober for 26 months, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to write because he's like, I only know how to write when I'm drunk. Uh-huh. He teaches at these like fancy schools, but then like at each city he like somehow also te- – like I don't unclear how he locates these children, but he always like finds a way to like reach out to like like the, underserved bad, youth. Yeah, bad school and like but he's also like potentially teaching. I don't know, whatever. But he always has like one kid that he like really latches onto and like tries to mentor. And this yeah. time it's Ty. So like now Shane is going to New York and um he's going to New York ostensibly for like this big like Black Literary Excellence Award, the Liddies, but he's actually going for Ava. Yeah. He's actually going to Eva, see Eva. 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 Fuck. Fuck. Jean Viev. Okay. Well, it's French. You can't expect me to absorb that. And he shows up at this panel and Eva's like really pissed because she's like, wow, I've gone this whole time without seeing him, which first of all, I thought like, thanks, Sky Dad, like deity for not like, like I thought someone was looking out for me because like it seems like a huge coincidence that we haven't run into each other before now and now like what is it like 16 years later yeah, of or something. Course. And she's like, of course it's when like I'm on this panel like and I'm doing really well. She's like, I like I'm on a roll. Like everybody likes me. The audience is like into it. She's like, yeah. I'm feeling confident. And then like he pops up. And when she sees him, um, it's described as her physical reaction was opera, oper- operatic operatic that's how you pronounce it um and i don't know i just really liked that i did not deliver it as a good line just now but i did write i was like that's a damn good line good job tia really liked that writing there and he like immediately comes in and like basically takes it over like well accidentally he doesn't yeah like everyone like makes him take it over like they're all so excited to see him because like again he's created this like air of scarcity we're never being around or whatever and then afterwards he's like they get they essentially get into like a verbal t- like tussle on stage mm. where they're basically like stop writing me like stop writing about yeah. me in your books without like actually saying that but then they no. do actually say it like after they don't say it to the audience no it's not stop writing me in her books it's where like he basically like comes out and like shows that he has read all of her books and like also tried it and failed yes. to buy her merch because her merch from her website because it's always sold out yeah <laughs> her facebook group is like our eva was on a our Eva plus Randos was on a panel. Yes. <laughs> it was on some panel. <laughs> and there was Joy there was one there was one cursed fanboy. Curse is the se- name of her series. Like one cursed fanboy in the audience. And she was like, besides yeah. middle-aged white women, my like main audience was like Gen X gay men. <laughs> and it's just he's in the background just going, Whoa! He's wearing his witch hat. And she's like, oh, really? The witch hat here when I'm trying to be serious? I'm like, wow, you really? Yeah. The hate for Can your you? fan base, ma'am. Ma'am. Serious? Yeah. Like, get out of but here. But they do, after they have, like, after the public discussion, they are both like, stop writing about me in your books. And then Shane is like, you first. <laughs> I guess we didn't really cover all the flashbacks at once, even a little bit. You want to do that right now? <laughs> well, I don't know. We find out that they met, like, 
They met in high school. Their high school meet cue is such. I was like, what in the AO3 like fic is this? Because like they meet, she sees him reading and she's like, oh, tucks hair behind the ear. Like he's different. And she. Oh no, and that's like adding on to the it's giving like such not like other girls. Like I don't know. She's oh. like oh, usually beautiful boys are safe because they don't want someone so ugly like me. They want the prop yeah. queen. Like, all right, like literally oh it's established God. that like your mom was a pageant queen and you look like her. Yeah. And you're also like very skinny. Like, I don't know, just like Yeah. And but <laughs> it's I, so I, fact, do, <laughs> I do appreciate the fact that Shane is constantly like never endingly throughout the book described as like the hottest man alive like it's, oh, absolutely. every time he appears it's like wow look it's the hottest man alive. oh and he, it's not <laughs> even I like love it. yeah and like he knows it he's like yeah it's been pretty convenient like yeah <laughs> jeez <laughs> um yeah so they meet because of that he like breaks his arm a lot that's like his thing and then she also does like self-harm um which i'm gonna put trigger warnings in the description because there are quite a few for this book she and he's basically just like leave me alone i'm broody and mysterious and then like yeah he's like she's like i am like he like assumes she's trying to sell him drugs or something and he's and she's like i'm not a dealer and he's like i've had girl dealers no, i'm a feminist assumed, yeah no he assumes <laughs> that she's trying to like set him up to be jumped because he owes someone money. Yeah. <laughs> and no, but he literally says, let me brood in peace. Like he this yeah. is a this is a direct quote that this this little boy says. Um then they have some like weird high school peach foreplay and Yeah. Where she like cuts the peach like a like a Serbian grandfather. Like, yes. <laughs> directly with a knife um, on her thumb. Yeah. yeah. Um but I also just so she uses like lavender and peppermint oil on her like temples as like a migraine soother thing, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I just like want to write a like response book to this to like represent the minority of people out there who hate lavender like me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lavender triggers my migraines. Like can't relate, Eva. <laughs> can't well, relate. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's not true for everyone. I'm, I'm very like neutral to lavender. I don't really love it or hate it. It just smells like nothing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they get in a fight. Like, someone tries to, like, someone cuts her hair and tries to beat her up. And then he, like, defends her. And then they both get in a fight. And then they're, like, suspended. Um, and then they leave the hospital because they're, like, nobody cares about us. We're misfits. Yeah, Shane, like, fights on her behalf. And, like, basically lets himself get beat up until the last minute when he uses his cast to crack the kid across the head, which is, like, yes. such a power move. But also yeah. that re- – like, damn. Like, but <laughs> why would that – would that really re-break your arm, like, using your cast to hit someone? I could see it breaking your arm. Really? Particularly if it's – because he constantly is re-breaking his arm. So, like, that bone is fragile. <laughs> that bone's weak, you know? Like, if it's constantly yeah. having to heal. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so they run off and then they go stay. He, like, has, a like, this girl that it's implied that he, like, has to have sex with her in order to, like, get this privilege. Well, or, like, give her drugs. I think, like, both. both. Yeah, so she, like, her parents are, like, the korean and bat like or like ambassadors whatever so they're never like at this house and so like he and eva stay there for the week um and like do drugs and make out and like bond spiritually and emotionally and then eventually have sex 
And at one point, she tells him about the guy, her mom's boyfriend, tried to sexually assault her, and he disappears for like 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes back, and he's like, he's never going to bother you again. And I was like, so it's really it, only like five and a half days in June, but listen. But it was literally it was it was Rachel. It was a who did this to you moment. Yeah. Because she tells him about it and he's like, What's the name of the like bar he works at? And then he's like, What's his name? <laughs> like, and then he just scampers off. Yeah. And avenges her. Yeah. And we get a description from Lizette later in the book of like what his condition is. And it's like he's like fucked up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> yeah love it we love it so basically they spend like basically the whole besides that moment when he leaves like just hanging out in this house and like doing a lot of drugs and like at one point the korean ambassador girl comes back and like gives them frozen peas <laughs> and then leaves her eyes like, yeah. yeah her perspective like it's funny i don't know yeah like, so yeah, many random like at her perspective like, i don't know listen yeah then they she's get getting Twinkie. married yeah. So I guess like I, she's technically like she's in college. I was I know, but she's twenty two and he's like seventeen and they're all yeah, no, it's, it's it's no, it's not great. Yeah. But they all they also at one point like steal Twinkies and then put them under the pillows of all the children in his orphanage. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's like failed out of the foster system so many times right. or whatever. Because right. he thinks he killed his foster mom. Oh, right. Because, like, that, he broke his yeah. arm and then they they were in a car and they got in the car accident and she died. She was rushing he, to get into the hospital. Yeah. Like, she he had, like, one then, stable foster family from, like, age zero to seven and then, like. Yeah. yeah. And then, it, yeah, it all went downhill from there. Um, but, yeah, so basically, so for most of the book, we um, we we get the impression that, like, Shane left – Eva like they were like separated at the end of that week yeah we don't really know why and Eva's perspective is like oh he left me like he said he was never gonna leave me and then Mm -hmm. he left me like what a jerk Mm -hmm. and I feel like we can wait to reveal Mm -hmm. that like which is why I was thinking it's just wild that Shane like has zero anger about this like insane okay well I think he did that's why he was like an alcoholic for (laughs) The no, last like decade. directed at her, directed at her mom. I don't know. Yeah. Listen. So okay. So back to the present day. Audrey gets in trouble at school for the Snapchat thing. Like somehow I don't. I really am unclear on how this is related to her therapy sessions. But basically, one of her quote unquote clients posts on her Snapchat that like her mom, who's a board member at the school, is like cheating with the English teacher, like <laughs> fucking the English teacher. Really unclear what this has to do with Snapchat with the therapy sessions. Like it's it's unclear I how this is Audrey's fault. Giving- She's giving her Snapchat therapy and then someone takes a screenshot of it and like spreads it everywhere. Okay, but so like it's it's but not she's her not fault. the one but she's not the one sleeping with the English teacher. And like this could have happened even outside of the context of like her paying I for therapy. This. It doesn't make sense. But basically the principal is like, All right, listen, Audrey is like expelled or like not gonna be invited back next year unless you find me a replacement English teacher. And Eva's like, fuck, well, I know like one yeah. English teacher. I guess it's Shane for me. So like, yeah, I'm I'm super obsessed with how into the into bribes, like openly into bribes, the principal is. I know like, she's she like has- and her hair extensions, these expensive boots, yeah. Like paid because like this guy didn't want his daughter to get suspended, and like paid to like get this 
kid, like, uh, you know, a high SAT score or something, you know, it's all. And I was like, I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, so they had like, so Eva and Shane had like met up at a coffee shop and then like Eva's been ignoring his texts, but like now she's like, yeah. fine. Like she shows up. And, what? and wait, wait, but at the, at the cafe when they like met before, um, one, there's like a bunch of like posts in the like cursed fan group, and also between like we get like Cece's POV and like basically her mm-hmm. friends. Like everyone figures out that these two goobers like have been writing about each other, or, are like in love with each yeah. other because they're just not subtle at all. Case so, in point, Shane at one point, <laughs> yeah, they have tattoos of each other's initials that are in the books that, that are covering up scars of each other's initials that they carved into each other during their like when they were in high school. Oh, wait, so they each separately got tattoos afterward? Are you sure? I don't know whether he has a tattoo. She has a tattoo. He has a scar of her initial. Like, okay. Okay. He has a scar. No, but in case in point, in the cafe, at one point he tells her, um, they're talking about their past, and he's like, I wanted to drown in your fucking bath water, Eva. I was like, you're insane. What? What does that have to do with how obvious they are? just how obsessed with each other they are and like oh, okay. how just like not subtle like that's like the least subtle thing i've ever heard uh-huh. <laughs> i wanted yeah. to drown in your fucking bath water okay you want it to be soup rachel like yeah <laughs> yeah so they meet up and he's like i need you to be an english teacher or whatever and he agrees immediately like no hesitation they go to this like sleep art installation where there's like little pods to sleep like and it's like no sex, but like you are allowed to go in with like another person, which is like bold. Yeah, no touching. Which I was like, why can't we have nice things? Like, why can't that like nap rooms be a thing? They're a thing in Japan. Like other places have them. Yeah, it's true. But they're not like a mainstream thing, like in New yeah, York. But I'm gonna and be then honest, I realized Allison. it's because of what it's because of of people like Eva okay, and Shane also, later in the season, right? But also very much like a very toxic thing, like. I feel oh, like absolutely! In Japan because people just aren't allowed oh, to absolutely. sleep because they have to be able. No, they which are is also true in New York, but like, I don't absolutely, know. Yeah. yes. This is why we can't have nice things. Mm. But yeah, so they go and they like reminisce about like how fucked up they were and like how they're trying to be mentally healthy. Yeah, and the girl that invited them to the nap room also like posted pictures of them on like book Twitter and being like, "Look, they're so cute, like Shane mm-hmm. Hall." <laughs> and oh, she's Mercy, like a huge, she's a huge curse fan, but it's like too cool to show it. Whatever, could it be? Yeah, because she like it's like yeah, we get her perspective too. We get her perspective. Yeah, like for what? I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, they have sex in the nap room, and then Eva ghosts. Like Shane falls asleep, and Eva she just like runs. leaves. But. The foreplay in the nap room is, like, he, like, tells her about how he has this, like, scar on his chest from, like, surfing or whatever. Uh And then, like, she's, like, like, let me see it. And I was, like, ah, the good old, like, tell her about a scar on her chest so she asks you to take off your shirt and then you guys can fuck. I see. I see what the technique is going on here. Like, classic. (laughs) Yeah. And they fuck and then she immediately runs away. Which, good for her. (laughs) somehow i don't know what happens next but like shane meets audrey like he comes to their house or eva tells him he can come over and not realizing that like audrey has off from school that day because it's the second to last day of the school year for some reason yeah. which is so dumb like why would teachers they do that? for teachers to grade or whatever like that's, that's why wouldn't but like why not just end the school year the day before i think you're supposed to i think because you get your report cards or whatever that i think that's probably the like oh 
the system of it. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, so Eva thinks Audrey's going to be at school and she invites Shane over. She's like, sorry for leaving. Can you come over? Well, no, first she's like, LOL. And he's like, really? <laughs> LOL. Like, that's what you're going to text me. It's the first thing she texts him after she like ditches him in the nap room. <laughs> and he's like, Eva, <laughs> come on, come on now. But yeah, he comes over and she like totally forgets. And Audrey thinks that like, Audrey had like seen the pictures of her and Shane and she was like, oh my God, like you had to sleep with him to become the English teacher. So I wouldn't get expelled. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Bob. And like, so they have this, this whole interaction in which she's like, how dare you take advantage of my Bob? And he's like, what? Like, Yeah. He thinks that, yeah, he thinks she was, she's like, yeah, cause she was like, I would do anything to keep you in school. Um, but like Shane meets her, they get along great. Like Eva has basically been like crafting this story. Like Audrey doesn't really know anything about Eva's childhood. Like she thinks that Lizette was like this cool, like I forget, like model actress slash model, and that's why they traveled so much. And like it was all like really great. And like, I don't know. Yeah, like turning like like turning the history into like something of like a so she's like a feminist icon instead of just like a really shitty parent. Also, um, <laughs> during the conversation, Audrey's like, you know, like the, you know what, like the other kid was in detention doing, like they, she was in there because she came to school with a tequila soaked tampon and was like passed out by third period. And when I tell you that I had flashbacks, Rachel, I had flashbacks to <laughs> my senior year of high school when, so our high school has like a an event like a yearly like event that raises money for charity but also like gives the kids an excuse to just go absolutely feral and my year there were multiple multiple people who got sent to the hospital because they came with tequila soaked tampon I'm not kidding (laughs) I was like it was a big scandal like the charity refused to take the money like it was like a whole thing (laughs) I just remember our um AP world teacher telling us about it like unclear if like she was reporting on something that most people already knew about or like she was the one that planted the seed. Anyway, um, Shane meets Audrey. It goes really well. Audrey is like, mommy never hangs out with heterosexual men. And Ava's like, not true, Eva said, her mouth full of banana. And I was like, I see what you did there, Tia, and I respect it. <laughs> She's eating banana. Audrey and Eva had this, like, big blowout fight, too, also before, like, when this is, like, their first reconnection where Audrey was like, mom, you never date, like, whatever. And Eva's like, yeah, I don't have time to date. Like, you think I have time to date when I have a kid? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like – yeah Audrey thinks she's a burden but then when they like they make up Audrey cat-like sits in Eva's lap (laughs) okay so then Audrey's like gone for some reason and Shane and Eva are talking and Eva's finally like I trained myself to like not wonder but like why like I can't believe you left me like I stayed alive for you but you killed me anyway which like iconic line yeah oh man they're so dramatic I love it (laughs) And Shane's like, what do you mean I left? Like, your mom never told you? Like, your mom never told you what happened? And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you should probably ask your mom. Like, No, he's like, your mom sent me to prison. No, he And then doesn't. she calls her mom to confirm. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, I went to prison for two years because she called the cops on me, which is, like, insane that he's not, like, more mad about this. Like, two years in prison. Yeah. That's when he wrote his first book, Eight, his like best selling book. He wrote it in prison. But yeah, he's like, so basically, like Eva overdosed 
and he like freaked out and like called her mom and then like mm-hmm. called 911 and like her mom called 911 and like came to the house and then like called the cops on him and then so Eva calls Lizette and there's this whole conversation we get it from Lizette's perspective and we essentially get that like Lizette called the cops because like she claimed that like oh like he tried to kill you like he was a bad bad boy or whatever but it was like actually because like she saw them together she saw like how in love with her he was and she was like she doesn't Mm -hmm. deserve to have this like i'm gonna send him to jail which is Mm -hmm. so fucked up well did she call the cops before showing up do you think or like had she already and then that was just like what made her lean in but like what exactly did he get sent to jail for like for giving her the drugs that made her overdose and also no how that works no also she was she um had been cutting the whole time she'd been self-harming the whole seven days so she had like a lot of like cuts and like open wounds on her body and so they were like you did that to her because yeah, that was like you don't cut doesn't make sense how did all of that happen without her knowledge or involvement like they didn't interview the quote-unquote victim even once he had a record <laughs> he had know. priors like something's not adding up here and like she didn't get sent to jail. I don't know. I guess it could happen. She but, got like, sent. I'm trying to figure she got out, like, sent what to the exactly, psych ward. Like a plea. Yeah, I know. But like, if it like, if it's just for like having the drugs, it's like they. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, obviously, yeah. I believe they can happen. It's just like something's not quite. I just feel like you can't. I just, I feel like you're also looking at this from, like, a white person's perspective of the justice system. That, like, assumes it follows the rules all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, he's a black man with, like, I mean, a black kid, but, like, he's almost 18 with priors in, like, what's supposed to be, like, a low-income neighborhood in Washington, D.C. I guess it's just weird to me that they wouldn't involve the quote-unquote victim at all. Just because, like, there's so many times when that would kind of make sense. Like, if it's, like, a child, and, like, the child always has to, like, still, I don't know, whatever. So she finds out that it's true and they like finally reconnect. They go to this like party and Audrey invites Shane to brunch. Okay. So the other thing is that Audrey spends the summer with her dad in California every year. And their tradition is that like the Friday, the day before they go to fancy brunch at this like hotel, like her and her mom, her and Eva. And Audrey invites Shane to the brunch and he says yes. And Shane also doesn't pick up a phone call from his kid, Ty, like, the kid that he's most recently been mentoring in – I forget where he was before. Providence. Like, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, because he's, like, so happy or whatever, and he, like, lets the call go to voicemail. Which is, like, the first time he's ever, like, not immediately answered the kid. And we get, like – he's been having conversations throughout the book with Ty where Ty, would like, wants to, like – he's, like, loan me money so I can, like, pay for, like, a recording studio to, like – With my sister's sketchy Start boyfriend. my rap career yeah. or whatever. And he's, like – it's your sister's sketchy boyfriend. He definitely does not have a real thing. Like, they're definitely scamming you. And so, mm-hmm. like, we, we cut off where Ty is, like, at the sketchy boyfriend's house and sketchy boyfriend comes out. And Ty is, like, oh, don't worry. Like, I brought a gun for protection. And then it, like, you know, cuts off. And you're like, oh, bad news bears. <laughs> mm, yeah. And he's like trying to call Shane basically the whole time. Yeah. But this party that they're at, they're at specifically, Cece's hosting it specifically because she wants Shane and Eva to come so she can like get the tea on that. Or she can like assess the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm upset. And at the part, okay. I want I want you to tell me whether you knew this. 
So at the party, like we get just like a list of like the music that they're that's like being played, and one of the people being played is SZA, the artist, like S C A. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. No, this is relevant because um, when I I did not know it was pronounced SZA until approximately two weeks ago when I said it in front of Stefan and he was like, you mean SZA? Because I have been calling her ZA this whole time for years. You- <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought that I thought it was just like a like a like a kind of fast, uh, like consonants of the, yeah. I'm gonna be I honest, understand. I don't it makes there, sense now. I don't think there was any sound associated with that in my head. And I think I just, for some reason, Sia, like it's the same as Sia, like not really, oh. but like that's the same. They occupy the same, they share yeah. the copy hole in my brain. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that was embarrassing for me. Um, And <laughs> yeah, let me know. Write in, listener. Did you know how to pronounce this artist's name? It was just one of those things that like I'd only ever seen it written down. Like I'd never heard anyone yeah, say exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like I just yeah. didn't know. Or like if you did, it didn't like connect it with the – Yeah. And Audrey's at the party, but she's like forced to be like in the basement with like all the other kids and they're all like toddlers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't get paid for unpaid babysitting. And they're watching the Lego movie. And Audrey shit talks the Lego movie. And I was like, the Lego movie is excellent. Like, I don't know about the sequels. I don't really care. But like the original Lego movie is fun as hell, Audrey. And I'm sensing this is once again, this like not like other mm-hmm. girls vibes where she's like, I'm too intellectual. Absolutely. For the Lego. I'm like, the Lego movie is fun. Like, just learn to have fun, Audrey. That's 100%. okay. You're 12. Although we do have like a earlier where she's like thinking about who like she hears Shane's name and she's like oh yeah I associate him with like I forget what she calls it like F train books, books. That F train books like grown ups read on the train to like look smart and like those aren't for me so like I don't know yeah. I guess there is a little bit of a balance so she, yeah she like, like recognizes and it's then the but same also as is, Eva it's the same as Eva yeah. she's like simultaneously like buying into it and like bitter about it I don't know yeah the internalized misogyny is strong. Except the Lego yeah. movie isn't even like internalized misogyny. I don't even know what that it's counts. It's like internalized, internalized. But like of other girls like the Lego movie, then like I can't. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. No, but it's like the toddlers. Like she's yeah. like, I'm too old for the Lego movie. Well, I mean, I guess it could just be like typical like kid being like, I'm I'm so mature. I'm so mature. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm less inclined to judge Audrey, but I just I just wanted to call out that the Lego movie is excellent and I highly recommend watching <laughs> yeah. it. It's very, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, they Shane shocker shockers doesn't show up to brunch tomorrow and doesn't even text to like say it even once he remembers, which like unclear what the timeline is. But basically, he gets a call that Ty is in the intensive care unit and has like he's Shane is his emergency contact, I guess, and Ty like yeah. doesn't have any other adult. So Shane like immediately gets on a plane and then like unclear when he realizes. He but realizes even at that point, plane. he still doesn't text. He realizes on the plane. And then I guess when he lands, he like immediately is running to the ICU yeah. and then like Ty dies. Like yeah, Ty. Crazy. I remember he's so shocked by that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I seriously thought Ty was going to know, but like he really does die. So, I mean, I can understand. Like I can't, I can't take, I don't have the yeah. mental space to like explain why I missed brunch to someone right yeah. now. But, oh, also, also I forgot like throughout this whole book, um, Eva's been talking like she has like a movie deal but the um mm. the director wants to like whitewash all her characters the director is like yeah we have to make them white for mainstream appeal and like mm-hmm. Eva's really conflicted about that um but then at the party Cece gets her like a new director who's like absolutely not like these characters are going to be black so it's just a very exciting thing for that 
mm-hmm. glad, happy for Eva. Yeah. It's not super plot relevant, but I guess it like enables her to like not write the last curse book and then like go write her own book because like she has like the income from the movie deal and the like from sales. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like a metaphor for like moving on. Oh, also Eva's been wearing this cameo ring the whole time that she thought was just like an antique that one of her mom's boyfriends gave her mom. She stole it from her mom's jewelry box. Yeah, but then she discovers that it's actually like her great-great-grandmother's and like she gets, she like asks her mom for pictures. Yeah, Yeah, and that it's like basically been passed down to the generation. And in the the epilogue, she gives it to Audrey, which is like very- Yeah, which I want a cameo right now. Like, it's yeah, cool. it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like 150 years old. Why have we been limiting ourselves to signet rings? I feel like cameo rings are better. That's true. But yeah, so Eva, yeah, Eva's at the award show where she's like nominated for best erotica writers and she's sitting with all the other erotica writers. And once again, she's like, the internalized misogyny is so strong. Like, That's they're just real. like, like, she she's not like mean to them. Like, she's friends with all of them. But like, just like her internal monologue is like, ugh. I don't want to be here with like these like non-serious writers. Yeah, no, for real. Um, yeah, the, it's the, just the, really what the cursed fandom shows up at the award show, and they're like yeah. all in the back, and they're all wearing and they're wearing shirts that are like Ava plus Shade. Like Shade is the real Sebastian. Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> like, can you imagine? I just I don't even know what the equivalent would be. Like, you find out that Stephanie Meyer is actually married to a hundred seventeen-year-old vampire. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I've never seen her husband. He could actually be Edward. Uh, I think we've seen enough to know (laughs) Edward, unfortunately. But listen, no, it's really funny. Just like, wow, I love it. It's like, oh, God. And just imagine your fans like shipping it. Like, it's just, oh, is that, God, like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But yeah, she goes up and she wins. Woohoo. She wasn't expecting to win. She goes up and she's like, there's not going to be a book for 15. I'm ending the series. And the man, one of the cursed fans in the back, like, lets out a blood-curling, like, shriek of despair. And she just goes, I'm sorry, sir. (laughs) And continues with her speech. She does, like, thank them before. She's like, thank you for choosing me. Like, in this whole world of authors you could have picked, you chose me. Yeah. And she does come to the realization where she's like, my love with Shane is, like, very tumultuous and, like, unhealthy in a lot of ways. But, like, the love that my fans give me is actually like it's stable and like they stick by me and they support me and like that's actually what like good love is mm-hmm. which is nice and I was like it really doesn't make up for all the other times you've been shit talking them in your head but mm-hmm. I appreciate that you at least acknowledge that yeah yeah but yeah she goes out um she and Shane shows and up wins. instead of like texting. He shows up in person. Oh, because also Shane's whole thing is that he's like too good for social media and like can't be oh, bothered. Yeah. Which like oh, Eva rightfully is like, wow, like you're that's just like fuck you. You're allowed to not do that because like you're held to this. Yeah. A different standard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they broke up before she wins the award. She runs out before yeah. they announce the winner the, that she wins say. the award. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, basically explains, and she's, like, very sympathetic, but then he's, like, yeah, I'm sorry, like, I can't, we can't be together right now. Like, he's, like, in the, and making the first really responsible decision he'd ever made in his life, Shane, you know, was giving the parents and Matilda at the end of the movie, <laughs> and then, like, and doing perhaps the first, like, kind thing they'd ever done for their daughter. They, the Wormwood signed the adoption paper. <laughs> 
Um, oh man. Yeah. But yeah. And then, and then that's the end. And then we get the epilogue. Yeah, and uh, it was like very bold of them yeah, to not get really the bold. until the epilogue. Yeah, that was shocking. I get that it's just like labeling, but it is bold. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. she's down in Louisiana, staying at like her quote unquote aunt's house, who's just like not actually her aunt, but like someone. Um, yeah. having a great time. Her migraines are. She's horrible. there for the summer because yeah. because Audrey's in Datafornia, um, right? In California. So. Um, and she asks Shane to house it for them, so he's like in their house in Brooklyn, and also just a little. So they like start texting. One thing, one detail that I noticed is she brings up the water bugs, how like her aunt kills a water bug in front of her and it crunched like it had bones. <laughs> and you realize those are the water bugs. I feel like when you, when someone says water bug, I picture like a very insubstantial, like skinny, like lanky bug that could somehow yeah, wait, what, float on what's water. A, what's a water bug? It's those giant ones that Stefan was always warning us about that like can bite you and it's extremely <gasps> painful. Yeah. Wait, wait. Those are cockroaches. But it's a it's a water but but not like cockroaches because cockroaches don't bite. Oh, that's horrible. No, these bitches oh, bite. I you see those you see those that. things on the front? They they're no. huge. Remember remember I found one on the sidewalk? Yeah. In our neighborhood, and I was like, what is this? What a cool bug. And Stefan was like, back the fuck up. Back up. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate everything about that. No, for real. Oh, oh, and you want to know? Oh my God! Wait, sorry. I just saw a picture of one with eggs, and it's I even know. worse. It's I, horrible. I know. I know. Oh, oh. They're called I alligator hate everything fleas. About that. Yeah, toe biters. They're, yeah, they're cockroaches, but with weapons. <laughs> yeah, Jesus giant Christ. water bugs, toe biters. They're oh, the largest horrible. insects in the order Hemip- Hemiptera. They're a popular oh, food in God. parts of Asia. I did see a picture of someone holding up like a tray of like what I'm assuming were like fried yeah, water bugs. Me too. I mean, listen, yeah. insects are a good protein source. That's the way of the future. Sustainable protein insects. Yeah. Their front legs are modified into raptorial appendages <laughs> that they use to grab their prey. Wait, wait. wait the, the, Except the term the African is raptorial. Yes, except for the African <laughs> limnogeton, which has, quote, normal forelegs and is a specialized snail eater. It's giving Bella Googling vampires A to Z. The African <laughs> limnogeton. <laughs> Once caught, the prey are stabbed with their proboscis and a powerful proteolytic saliva is injected, allowing the Bella stomatid to suck out the liquefied remains. That's badass, though. That's oh, no. While members of the subfamily Lethoceridae can disperse by flying, other species, <gasps> including Abetus herberti, have a greatly reduced flight apparatus and are flightless. Yeah. Well, no, cockroaches can fly. Some can. Yeah. These aren't cockroaches. These aren't I, anything like cockroaches, for the record. They kind of look like cockroaches. Sure, but just without like the pincers are like yeah, obviously not cockroaches, but the rest of them kind of look like cockroaches. Yeah, anyway, oh, the males horrible. carry the males carry the eggs ostensibly. Oh. They often lie motionless at the bottom of a body of water while they wait for prey. They show paternal care. Wow. wow. That's why they're squashing them in this in this town in Louisiana because it's a it's a matrilineal town. <laughs> Wow. It's a matriarchy. Can't have any paternal. Wait, that's funny. Here. I think you squash them because otherwise your toesies get. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, the males that's invest horrible. considerable time in reproduction, and females take the role of actively finding males to mate. Jeez. 
Yeah. Eva describes this as like this like summer trip is like, oh, like it's so great, like reconnecting with my roots and like meeting like my distant relatives and like learning the real stories behind all like my ancestors. But like she also is having constant debilitating migraines. It's like wildly hot. She has to deal with like demon bugs. I was like, this doesn't seem like a good experience. I know. No. The the crazy thing. So I, I was just in New Orleans and like drove for the first time. The whole state is, like, literally underwater. Like, I can't explain to you how the highway is underwater. Like, the water is higher than the highway when you're on the highway. What? Unclear where Belfleur is. I guess, like, it's not necessarily, like, she's I not think it's only, in the like, bayou because no, she's just right there Creole. Right. The entire thing is a bayou. Yeah. The entire thing, Allison, is underwater. And so when they say water bugs, you're the but the water bugs aren't visiting you you're visiting the water bugs that's <laughs> their territory you're like, in the water bugs house now bitch. exactly <laughs> like, and she oh, even no. says that at one point she's like yeah i forget what the context is but she's like yeah audrey's talking about some like wilderness trip and how like she doesn't really want to go and like i'm gonna back her on that mm-hmm. because like what you're just gonna how would you like you're just gonna go to the bear's house for a little visit how would you like it if the bear came to your house for a yeah. little visit <laughs> Yeah, they're talking about camping, like how they both yeah. hate camping. She's like, yeah. it's arrogant. That is what it is. Exactly. That's like, fair enough. Which, like, I bold, mean- which, fair enough, but also bold of the woman who's going to, for a little visit to the water bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then murdering them. Like, can't murder them. It's her aunt murdering them. I know. Them yeah, she's, she's very scared. She's scared of them, as she should be, because they're yeah. terrifying. Yeah. yeah, so they're texting this whole time. Shane finally learns. He finally learns. So he goes to like AA. He doesn't go to real therapy, even though he should. Oh, yeah. He keeps saying he doesn't like therapy the whole time. Like, Yeah, but he does He does eventually learn um, that he needs to not have an attachment to like the kids that he is like working with the way he like was. Because before it was like he was like a father figure. Like he was like really like taking on the emotional burden. And he's like, I can't like do that because like. It, they're just going to be like so many cases like Ty and it's like overwhelming. Like, I get it. But me. also, why didn't he just spring Ty? <laughs> to, to New York. Like, I get it. Yeah. He was 13. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. just bring a child to New York with you. Well, why not? It's a free that's child. That's kidnapping, Rachel. <laughs> that's called kidnapping. Well, yeah, but not, not without, not, 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 not without permission. Like he could get permission. Rachel. <laughs> Listen, he could have come. He's small. I mean, okay. he's not small. He was actually a 300 pound, six foot four, eighth grader. But, like, I get it as a former. He's a, he's a wee boy. Not quite 300 pounds, not quite six foot four, but, like, exactly. Exactly. He's just a wee boy. Exactly. Poor Ty. But I do think that is healthy for, like, Shane to learn. <laughs> he's like, I need to establish emotional boundaries. <laughs> like, mm, it's a lot. I don't know. Like, I know this isn't true, but, like, in my head, bringing a child would be easier than bring- than even, like, adopting a cat because, like, the child can go to school. Oh, my God. Listen. Why All not right. I? We, we can unpack that later. All right. Listen. <laughs> unpack your feelings right, about well, children later. They're, quote, they spoke first thing in the morning every day now. And I don't know why something about that was giving like a Taylor Swift song. Like I was thinking about it, it was so romantic. This <laughs> is like the way the where the placement and like the paragraph structure it was like I don't know. It was giving like I see you every day now in maroon. Anyway, it was very romantic. Like their whole it's a very like romance heavy story. Like it's very drama, but I feel like it was very heavy mm-hmm. on like capital R romance. Mm-hmm. 
Which you don't get that much, actually. No. And it, you know, now that you just said that, like, it's very well done because I didn't cringe at all. And he even throws in a sunshine at the end and it didn't make me cringe because it was wow. at the end and it felt earned. Like, unclear wow. why sunshine, but like, listen, I'll give it to you them. Yeah. He, she's the light in his darkness. And I'm honestly not even sure what romantic feelings are, I'm going to be honest, but like, <laughs> I guess you know it when you see it. Listen. Yeah. No, it was very, you don't get this kind of like deep, like soulmates love in book, particularly in contemporaries nowadays. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of the books coming out. I think it's uh-huh. it's partially because like the rom-com is so big and that's what's like really mm. being pushed and like you just can't get that level to that level in a rom-com because like then it's not a rom-com anymore Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was very romantic Mm -hmm. but um basically uh, audrey and Cece are both like these goobers are too dumb for their own good we're gonna match make and so like they lure them both to atlanta (laughs) and like give them a secret romantic dinner (laughs) like and like surprise them and they're like oh Oh, whatever And then Eva's basically, Eva's like, you know, like, it's never going to be perfect with Shade. Like, we're both pretty fucked up. But, like, I think that we could be fucked up together. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then they get all, all the Junes. They get 70 years in June. <laughs> the rest of their lives. Yeah. So probably not because they're both in their 30s. So it's more like maybe 50 years in oh June. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> 77 years in June. Days in June. Oh my god. It's yeah. Old. It's great. Yeah. Not if the water bugs get you first. <laughs> you never know. She almost gets yeah. killed by a branch. Oh yeah, there's there's constantly oh, yeah. like the superstitious like spiritual like tones throughout like she, the beginning she help, she's like, masturbating and she almost gets killed by her vibrator. She almost gets like knocked out by she her vibrator. On yeah, and then she almost like a tree almost falls on her at the end, and it's supposed to be like near death experience means that something's like gonna change. And then also, there's also like the house plants thing, which yeah. which is a th- which is like a a pretty common spiritual thing where like dead house plants are not actually bad; they're just signs that like they're absorbing the bad energy. And so she sends when Jane houses for her, she sends him a bunch of plants, and then and they he's keep like dying. I, he's like, I water them. And Which I get, like, they get enough sun. I don't know what's happening. And the thing, like, they're all dead. Which, like, there, what does that mean? Like, why is there so much bad energy coming? He just has him? bad juju that he needs to work yeah. through so oh. that they can be together. Okay. I think that's like he's just he's kind of he's like getting rid of all the toxicity in his life. He's like working Fair through enough. everything. Yeah. Anyway, I think yeah. that was really funny. Also, one thing there was really no organic time to bring this up, but at one point we learned that young Shane um, felt bad for snakes because they don't have legs, and oh, I yeah. thought that was so cute. Listen, I know. I get it. Like, wow, <laughs> that was so cute. And then he was like, I, he kept drawing like snakes with legs, and then he realized it was just lizards. Yeah, it's <laughs> like fair enough. No, but like he's not wrong. Like snakes are so slow. Like you think they'd be faster, but they're slow they're and they don't not. get out of the way, and then they get squished poor sneakies on the witch hill in tyler park <laughs> do you remember that is that something that only exists what's in my the memory? witch hill the hill okay well the one with the spooky fog where the power line fell down yes where about? yes where oh, it always, okay. it's always cold it's where the swamp cabbage is and in march yeah. in like spring 2020 it was always covered in little snakes oh oh I everywhere that. that was horrible it was horrible for, for the snakes because they would get squished. Like there's cars down. There's yeah. sometimes the cars of the people that live in the park. And like one time I stepped on one, it was really, really, 
traumatic. Yeah, I, I don't like stepping. Yeah. Anyway, that's a pretty depressing. That's a pretty depressing. <laughs> anyway, just like you snakes. watch them and they like try to, they like sometimes like get the wherewithal to like slither out of the way of like when people are coming, but like so slow. Like just like think about it because fast. they have to like bend their whole but body some fast, but like. Not yeah, these. there's like some like desert snakes. Like, I, like, I was like. gonna say, picture the way that the desert snakes move, but like so much less of in like not leaping yeah. in slow motion. Yeah, like, or like the so water much. snakes, like, frantic moving but not actually moving anywhere. Yeah, poor baby snakes. I know. Like, what happened to them? What, what was what was up with that? That was so weird. I don't know. The Great Purge. Anyway, <sighs> Catscale. Catscale feels pretty low. Yeah. There was only one cat reference, and it was Audrey, Audrey. curls up by a cat, like a cat, cat like, in order to establish dominance over Shane. Yeah, in order to be like she's my mom first. <laughs> yeah, Audrey is the only character in this book I realized that I can like picture exactly what she looks like, which isn't a criticism oh, yeah. because usually the number of characters that I can picture exactly what they look like is zero. Yeah. So yeah, no, I can definitely picture exactly what she looks like, mm-hmm. and I liked her in general as a character. Like she was definitely like unique i just feel like you know kids and particularly in romance novels are often like really annoying yeah but i thought she was like fun and like i could imagine a 12 year old being like this and i could imagine like myself if i hadn't been like raised a conservative republican like i could be i i would have been audrey (laughs) i feel like if i had been raised liberal i would have been audrey as a 12 year old and i was gonna say i feel like it's because well just like in general when you talk to kids like i feel like the key is to just talk to them as an equal like right yeah, yeah. Also, well, like, I, yeah, I think books. that's a lot of times Actually, when people – that's not always the only, like – that doesn't always solve no. the problem. But I feel like that's the usually the number one complaint is that, like, you're like, have you just never spoken to a child before? Like, the way that, like, a lot of authors write kids. Yeah. It's just very bizarre. Yeah. The only other book that I think I really enjoyed the children in was um, Tessa Dare's The Governess Game. Where she's like governess to the two kids and the two kids are just funny because like they're constantly like pretending their do- dolls are oh, not yeah, they're smallpox. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're like, so just, like they're like uh, Emily Elizabeth or whatever. What's, yeah. what's her name in the Babysitter's Club? Yes, yes. Emily Elizabeth and Karen. Or, yeah, Emily no, Elizabeth. The sister's name is – oh, the rat. Yeah. Oh. She doesn't kill the rat. No, no, no. But she's like morbid. She's like constantly like – Oh, in the she, show, in the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, exactly. Like little, Karen, little the girl's name is Karen. Oh, Karen, yeah. I don't think she – does she have her pet rat, Emily Elizabeth? In the I think she does. Show? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel yeah. like Audrey was kind of only maybe maybe the only cat. Cece, I think, was a cat. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> she liked, like, just, like, lording over everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Like oh, something we character. didn't mention. Sorry, this is only this. I just remember really. So, Eva went to Princeton and like was admitted to Princeton, mm-hmm. and then had her admission rescinded her senior year because yes. her grades started slipping. Yeah. Which I just listen. I know, like that was like an urban legend. That's a thing that could happen. I just don't. I just refuse to believe that that's a real thing. They can listen. There's no. There's just no way they're out here. Well, she started getting like D's. Yeah. There's just no way that they're like making you report that or like keeping track. I just listen. No, she was getting like B minuses. Not no, she was getting D's. No, no, it was specific like her grades. Like she was like failing. 
How are they keeping track? And keep in mind that this is 2004. You have to send them your transcript. You definitely don't. There wouldn't be a transcript until the end of, like, whatever. Three, two, one, four. Four. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty rare that we pick the same one. Mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the vibes haven't matched. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, usually pretty close, like one off, two off. Sometimes it's not, yeah. But I feel like we haven't had a point, like something that wasn't a point five in quite a long time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Allison, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at We Read It One Night. You can find us on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com. Send us your listener suggestions and also start thinking about what TV show you want us, romance TV show you want us to chat about next. Um, also, check out our uh, merch on Redbubble and check out our new Etsy store that's just feminism and cats and kinky things and comfy clothes and it's just lovely and Mm -hmm. you should check it out because sometimes i'm constantly going into fugue states at like 11 30 (laughs) p.m and just creating new designs on our printable thing it's like it's a problem because i've been going to bed at like 3 a.m um so justify my sleeplessness by (laughs) purchasing our merch we got our first five-star review um, did we one of our products yeah we absolutely i love it yeah we got a review and what was this oh also leave us a rating and review uh do it right now um and also um wherever you're listening make sure to like follow us or subscribe or like whatever it's called on like the podcast place that you're listening to so that you can get notified whenever we have a new episode godspeed comrades godspeed Oh,